few months ago, I was doing a couple short podcasts with a guy that used to co-own a gym I went to. I think only one or two of them ever got published, but we did a whole episode on that idea that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, now I have my own podcast. In this episode, I'm talking to Cesar Esposino, who is a real estate investor, coach, author, and logistics guy out of the Los Angeles area. We talk a lot about the five people you spend time with theory here as well, and also discuss legacy, mindset, mental toughness, and how your 20s and 30s are different. Hope you like it. We're going to dive in with a quick description of what my man does. So, um... Right now, I am a uh, full-time uh, real estate investor. Um, most of my deals are out of uh, the uh, Los Angeles area. I do uh, uh, get into a couple of other um, markets like Houston or, or uh, Ohio. So my, my primary function is being a real estate investor. Um, and then on top of that, I, I'm also a uh, real estate mentor. So I have a mentoring program where I teach people how to get into real estate investing and um, specifically for those that have never done it and they want to penetrate that market or that industry, um, I have a mentoring program for that. Um, and then I started doing real estate investing, I would say now uh, 2006, 2005 is when I, when I, um, I, I would say I restarted that um, back in uh, uh, 2000. Seven and eight, I was on the industry. Then you know the the, the housing crash happened. Right. I went down with that. I, I lost a lot of money in houses and foreclosure and all that good stuff. So then I'm like, you know, this is not for me. So uh, you know, I, I continue to work back then. I continue to work for 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 the industry. So I was in the uh, logistics, similar to like FedEx and UPS. I was working for that industry, um, and I uh, I've worked for some of the uh, major. Um, uh, worldwide companies in, in, in you know that, that we have the very last company I worked for um, I was working at the corporate level uh, and I was in charge of all of their engineering project management pricing uh, and marketing for the entire US uh, based company and I left that company about two years ago uh, roughly mm-hmm. now uh, and actually not a year ago it's actually a year ago I left that company because I decided that um, there was still something missing, you know. Although I was making good money, it was, uh, you know, it was a very well-paid job, and you know, I really enjoyed the company. I felt as if something was missing, and you know, when I got back into real estate back in 2000, uh, 2015, 2016, um, you know, that became my passion, right? So I decided to take the leap of faith and um, become a full-time entrepreneur, and literally just leave the. Uh, you know the uh, the the working job or working for somebody else altogether, and and again since then I've been focusing on just real estate. I do have a book too. Actually, I have two books. I'm I'm the author of a book called "You Can Overcome Anything, Even When the World Says No," and then I uh, was invited to be a co-author for another book uh, called "Dare to Be Authentic, Volume Five: Let Yourself Prosper." So that's kind of what I'm doing now. You know, in terms of uh, you know my my vocational uh, lifestyle. So. Yeah, I think one interesting thing in there, and I feel like a lot of people that I talk to kind of run into this intersection is like, man, you had what on paper sounds like a good corporate type job, right? And then you still like walked away from it because 
I just feel like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a generational thing. I know we kind of like ascribe it as a generational thing, but it just feels like the conventional, like, corporate type existence like doesn't do it for uh people as much as it maybe did 25 30 years ago you know and i think right. that cuts both ways like i think corporations do some crappy stuff to people which like can reduce uh loyalty and then yeah i mean like at a certain level like i don't know we write all this stuff about turnover and whatever but at a certain level like people are looking out for themselves and their families so if they're not getting something from a job they're gonna leave so like the loyalty kind of doesn't exist on both sides you know right yeah and and for me i would tell you um you know again this last job that i had it, it essentially became my dream job that's what i wanted to be you know five six years ago right and being part of that company i uh, realized more so that one i was already pretty much tapped out there was no no way that i can grow with that company um, any any further, right? I mean, you know, the the next job, if anything, would have been taking my my boss's um, job uh, as a VP of of uh, of the uh, company, and so that was number one. Number two, previous to that company, I worked for another uh, logistics company for over ten years, and I realized one thing. You know, kind of going back to what you're talking about, the, the loyalty. There were people that have been in that company for over 15, 20 years. And they lost their job because new management came in and yep. they decided they wanted, they wanted to do things differently, right? So they, I, I remember this case in this one particular person. They literally created a file of excuses just to be able to lay them off and bring somebody else new with, you know, less experience, less pay, less everything, right? And so I can see that that, that, that loyalty is not there. And that's, that's, you know, more so all those things just came, you know, to, to play. And I'm like, you know this is not who I want to be. And, and, and that's why I decided to do that. I mean, I, you know, and just take the leap. Um, so yeah, I, I can see that, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of times, you know, specifically those people that want more for them for themselves, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's hard to find, you know? Right. Yeah. It's also there's like, uh, the math isn't really there either. Cause right. like, unless you're, Unless you're like in sales or something that touches revenue that like executives really care about, like you're right. probably right. at most going to get like a one to 2% raise, right? Generally. Any, right. And then if you job hop or you try to start your own thing, you know, you could increase 5% or more. So like right. the math isn't really there on the side of loyalty. It is interesting though, that I feel the same way. Like I've had jobs where, if you look back five years from the job, I'd be like, man, this would have been a dream job for me. But then you have it and you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just interesting how it evolves, right? Right. So, okay, when you talk to people about real estate investing or anything through your books, like what are some, and I'm, I like, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit so you don't need to have an amazing answer or anything to it but like yeah. what are some of the what are some of the pieces of advice that you give people like in terms of decision making or motivation or just like trying to do uh something entrepreneurial or a real estate investment like what are some kind of like uh maxims or ideas that you try to live by in terms of dealing with people and business and all that yeah yeah and, and you know what um it, it's something that um actually um 
I realize is super important when you're um, when you're doing with anything in life, really, it doesn't matter if it's real estate or, or you know, if you're getting to marketing or any kind of business you're doing on your own and really actually even working for uh, for a company. Uh, one thing that I tell people a lot is, number one, you have to make sure that you're working harder on yourself uh, than you're working harder for another person or another company, right? So a lot of people tend to go to work. They work really hard for that company. They give it 100%. They come back home. And then they feel like I'm exhausted. I, there's nothing else for me to do. Uh, and so I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch TV and, and they forget to work on themselves. So my advice, one of the advice that I tell people is make sure you're constantly working on yourself um, uh, and, and continue to, to grow. So in my book, I actually talk about that, you know, very brief, briefly that I myself have to go through that. Right. I mean, again, I, I felt like I had everything that, you know, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was in a good position except I realized that I needed to do more for myself. So I started doing different things, different, um, I would say, habits, uh, uh, you know, that I didn't do before, you know, whether it was uh, educating myself through um, uh, reading a, a particular topic, which I hate reading, and, and I started doing that. And, um, and also, even not only that, except um, I looked at, you know, what else can I do? You know, so I started doing um, action planning, not, not necessarily you know, goal settings, but more action planning, creating actions that were time definite, that uh, were specific, and that it had a date or something attached to that. So I started doing a lot of those things, right? In my real estate investing program, the very first module, or the very first uh, session when I meet up with my students, it's all about the mindset. I don't even talk about real estate. And a lot of people, some of the students that I had in the past is like, well, why do you cover that? And, and, and the reason why I cover the mindset instead of real estate to begin with is because if I cannot get to somebody, uh, somebody's mind and make them understand that uh, the first thing we need to protect and focus on is really the beliefs, the, 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 the fact that you have to have faith, the fact that you have to have different habits. If I cannot get you to change that, it, it's going to be very impossible for me to teach anybody real estate. Why? Right. Because as you know, in, in, in becoming a, a, an entrepreneur in any field, we're going to get a lot of that, that rejections or that, that no or you cannot do it. And so we have to be mentally prepared for that yep. so that we can keep pushing forward. So that's what I focus on both things. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually been one of my um, that's been one of my challenges, like because I'm mostly freelance, like content and like marketing and stuff. And, you know, when it's going well, it's cool and you can make a decent amount of money, but then some months you'll have like down months, right? And it feels mm -hmm. like 99, like 99 things you try is going to be 99 rejections, right? So I agree with you, like the mental toughness part is important. The mindset part is important because honestly, like for almost anybody, even if you have a corporate job, the rejection side is probably going to be higher than the acceptance side because your manager will tell you you can't do that or whatever, right? So right. being able to overcome some of that stuff, I do think is obviously very valuable and important. And I could say personally, like I struggle with it still sometimes, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I would say that's definitely like a, a solid life lesson in there. So uh this is something i ask people a lot and i always think that yep. these are interesting like what would you say like kind of mindset wise or like priority wise or whatever how do you see like your 20s and your 30s as different like what what are some hmm. of the big things that stand out 
when you think about like each group of decade, you know? Yeah, you know, that's uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. Um, there's definitely a, 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 a huge difference, I think. Um, at least for me, what I notice, you know, in my 20s, um, you know, I think I wasn't so much thinking about life in general. And what I mean by life, you know, you know, what is going to be my, my end result? I wasn't thinking about the 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 end in mind. I didn't have that vision. It was more like, you know, let's live day by day, enjoy life to the fullest and, you know, doing all that crazy stuff in, in, in the sense of just focusing on more of the social type of life, right? And, and right. Dressing on, on, on just having a good social life and trying to fit in with everybody and, you know, going out to whether it was uh, nightclubs or, or, or to uh, um, restaurants or, or, or just gatherings and socializing with people. And I think that, was, to me, that was a, um, a major focus, right? I wanted to be uh, that person that, that you know, I, I got along with everybody. As I look now in my 30s, um, it's, I think it's a different shift, right? Um, it's more responsibility, more of, uh, you know, the acceptance, although it's something you always want to have the acceptance from people, um, you can never please everybody. So you have to make sure that the first person you accept is yourself. And that's one thing that I that I had to realize. On top of that, um, one thing that I realize more so now is that um, as we get older, right, we are having a lot less time in this world. And what I mean by that is that every day that we wake up, to me, is both a blessing and a curse. Right. It's a blessing because we're here. We have the opportunity to make something great happen. But it's also a curse because our time in this in this journey that we call life is is diminishing day by day. And again, I didn't realize that, and I didn't see that in my twenties. I, I, you know, I, I never even thought about you know my time ending. Now, so I I see that and I think of that, and therefore I want to become the best that I can by doing and, and having and, and connecting with you know the people that are going to help me uh, elevate myself to that level. You know. Yeah, for sure. Do you? Um... Do you see a change? Like I've talked to a couple of people about this and I think it's kind of obvious, but it's still like a, an interesting discussion. Mm -hmm. Do you see a change like as people like move for work or like start young families or whatever? Do you see like kind of like the group of people that you would be around socially at 25 is different than at like 31, 32. Like, do you see kind of like your ecosystem changes around you too? Cause I felt that like, uh, I'm late thirties now, but mm -hmm. it's like, I lived in a different place when I turned 30 than I do now. But it's like, I think about that sometimes, like the people I was hanging out with when I turned 30, like I only talk to maybe like one of them consistently anymore. So do you see like the social circles that you uh, run in uh, changing in that way too, or no? I, I do. Uh, I do. And, and um, I, uh, I want to say that, especially when you're in a journey, right. And you're, you're in a, in a, in a place of, of, um, of change, um, your, your, your circle of friends or, or that community or the people that you were hanging around at one point, will definitely change with that. And one thing is, is, um, that I've seen is, is there's, there's two things, right? If you, if you, if you were to put, you know, that, that group of people and yourself side by side, um, there's two options. You're either going to grow and overgrow them, right? Or they're going to, um, uh, 
see that you're growing and they're going to bring you down to their level and you're never going to be able to move forward, right? And so that's where a lot of people get stuck, right? A lot of people get stuck with um, the fact that, you know, again, trying to please those people or trying to be part of that community, um, they tend to get stuck and not move forward. So for me, that's one thing that I think in the last three, four years more so than, than ever, I've lost a lot of connections because of that uh, self-growth that I've gone, gone through, right? And I do see that changing. So I do believe that, I do believe also that, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang around with, right? Yeah. And it, it was funny because I was talking about this, um, I think it was like, uh, actually on my way to, to Dallas, I was talking about this. And um, along with that side, you are the average of the five people you hang around with. And there's, I consider there should be three kind of, kind of people that you want to have in that group of, of, of five. The, the number one is people that are playing at a higher level than you are because you want to be able to learn from them, right? Number two are people that are probably playing at the same level that you are and, and you're edifying and helping each other out and grow together. And number three, you want to have the ambition people, the people that, that are lower than you in, in the sense of they haven't reached those, those targets as you have, but they're ambitious enough to get to that level so that you can reach down and pull them up with you. So I believe that once you find those three uh, categories, those are the people that you want to, you know, you know, hang around with and, and your circle of friends will change based on that. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I think, uh, like I talked about that with Sid a little bit, as yeah. I think like, as you become, as you assume more responsibility or you have that, like, kind of like, I don't think your work should a hundred percent define you. I think you need right. to be more than that. Too many people tie their whole identity up in their work. And then it's like, well, what happens if your work changes as your universe collapse? Right. Right. So I do think though, as you become more like responsible or have a deeper connection to work or some entrepreneurial venture of yours, then I think the people that you associate with is going to change as well. Right. Yep. Or if you're yep. like, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, if you're remote or like work from home, that's going to have an impact on like your social connections as well. Right. So Correct. it just, uh, um, it just changes based on like context of life. And then obviously like people that do or do not have kids or whatever, like I know people like in their forties and fifties who like their friends are like largely tied to like who their kids hang out with or whatever, you know? Mm, so mm -hmm. I think some of that stuff changes too. Um, okay. So then the mindset stuff was great. One, uh, I guess the last thing I kind of wanted to ask you was, um, what are some of the biggest, like, um, the blessing and the curse stuff you talked about, what are some mm -hmm. things that you, like wake up that drive you or that you still want to achieve going forward, like thinking about your next, like, I hate the, where do you see yourself in five years question on mm. interviews, but like a version of that question, just like what uh, continues to like motivate you or help you grow moving forward? Like, where do you find that purpose and passion from? I think uh, for me, um, you know, I'm far from being where I want to be um, in terms of my own self-development. Um, one thing that I, that, I, that I look at every day when I wake up, right, is, is the fact that 
I decided not to to be in a comfortable zone, right? And so um, that by itself is, is more or less a, a, a driver for me because I don't want to go back to, to, to that corporate job or I don't want to go back to working for somebody else, especially after I, I, I gave so much, um, you know, uh, to leave that. I mean, it, it, again, going back to it, it was a really good job and, and being able to, to walk away from something like that and really take the leap of faith, you know, to me, it's like, okay, now what can I do today to Im- Im- improve improve my situation? Or what can I do today to make sure that um, that I don't go back to that? So uh, part of my drive is not necessarily just the reality of that. Also, I mean, I, I have a kid too. So my reality is I want to make sure that I can leave something behind for my daughter um, that um, at the end of my, my lifespan, um, th- there's something for me to leave behind. You know, that, that a lot of people talk about that legacy, right? Or or you know the 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 what is your why? Um, the last thing is I want to really empower as many people as I can um, because one of the things that that people will learn to my through my book is I came from very um, uh, uh, you know uh, humble beginnings. I didn't have really anything when I was growing up. I didn't I I didn't have anything. And so if you look at my life when I was a kid to what I am right now, it's completely 360. Yet it took a lot of determination. It took a lot of a lot of drive to be able to get that. So I always go back to that. I'm like, you know, I'm not that kid anymore. I I, I was that person when I was when I when I was born. However, um, I went through all these different things to make sure that at the end of the day, I can have a better uh, life for not only for myself but also for, for my kid, right? And so it's really maybe going back to that to to my own values and the values of of of, of being able to leave that something behind for my daughter. Thanks for listening to episode 13 with uh, Cesar Esposino. Hope you liked it. Next up is going to be a Kansas City mom of two that I'm on a two-year long Twitter thread with. Her name's Brenda. It's a pretty entertaining discussion that we had yesterday. So I'll edit that uh, early next week and put that up. And in the meantime, have a great weekend if you celebrate Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you're moving towards that smoothly and have a lot to be thankful for. All right. Talk soon.